All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. See, si, senor, I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. I feel like that was a little annoying. I apologize for that. It was fine. It was, no, no, don't, don't say it was fine. It was okay. a little annoying. He was right. And <laughs> yeah, he needs fair. to sit in that for a little bit. All right. Uh, but what he doesn't have to sit in is any losing, because Arsenal still aren't doing that anytime soon. Man, oh man. Another week, another win for Arsenal. We'll get into that. Sometimes we are, you need a little luck. We are sitting I'm, I'm here. I'm not going to be braggadocious about this. Sometimes <laughs> you need a little luck. That's okay? true. That's true. Yeah. Every, every champion has those matches on the way to the title, right? It's funny. It, well, I was uh, when it got over and I exhaled, and I was like, you, you know what? That Yeah, like you got to win matches like that that you shouldn't, you don't deserve to win if you're going to even at this point, finishing in the top four, or maybe, maybe have a chance at a title. Mm-hmm. It is game week 11 that we're discussing. Uh, as we sit here, though, game week 12 has just begun. It is the final midweek game week prior to this World Cup break that is now just over a month away. Uh, I hope you remember to set your lineups. By the time you're listening to this, it's going to be way too late. Uh, But we're going to talk about the 10 matches from Game Week 11. We're going to talk a little bit probably about the two matches that took place today to kick off Game Week 12. And we're going to talk at length about the match that's not happening in Game Week 12 because it's completely wrecked all of our plans. That is, of course, the fact that Arsenal and City was postponed from Game Week 12. We'll talk about what we did with that and what that means moving forward. Yeah, complete wreckage. Yeah. All right. That's the setup. Let's talk about what already happened and then what's about to happen. We have to start not this time with Arsenal, even though they're first in the table. You have to start, right, with Liverpool 1. City oh, nil. for sure. No, there's no doubt about it. Scott, uh, there aren't many times this season that I have rooted for your team, your beloved uh, Liverpool team, and I was rooting for them this week. And, you know, I thought to myself before the game, wouldn't it be funny if, like, the one game Liverpool dials the clock back a little bit on is this one. Mm -hmm. Like, if there's a team that can go out and really stick it to City, that's not scared of them, that knows what they're going to try to do, it's Liverpool. And they came out and they, they gave it to them. Yeah. In in a classic of a it's about as a classic of a one nothing game that you can have. Oh, no doubt. It's it's always fascinating. And Liverpool should have won three three oh. Jota's header and Salah's first one on one with Ederson. Yeah. The with one Ederson, that Ederson saved unbelievable. That the referee missed. Unbelievable yeah. save. Terrible day again for Anthony Taylor in a marquee matchup. It's a it's honestly shameful that he's a FIFA referee at this point. Somehow someone needs to dramatically tear that badge off his shirt. Wow. I will say if Jurgen Klopp had gotten close, he might have done it. Wow. Uh, Jurgen had a right to be upset. You know, Bernardo's backing into Salah, throwing elbows. Like Audrey be... on Salah, Silva on Salah. Yeah. I Pretty don't know, much any I don't know how. Now, is that on Taylor or, and or is it 
you know, someone in the booth should be seeing this. There's right? a number of well, VAR is not going to intervene on something that's going to just be called a foul, probably by the referee. Yeah, but cheap shots, man, like off-camera cheap shots. I know definitely need to be the, the you know. There's only six eyes, uh, three fields of vision. That's, that's a problem in itself, you, right? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the fourth official can't make the call from if he sees something, right? So like. Yeah, like all it's, those things need to change. And or VAR should be able should be able to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. This guy just karate chopped. This did not happen, but like yeah, this guy I mean, just karate chopped someone in the crotch. And they need to be <laughs> listen, we it this matters nothing about anything, but it just made well, me think of the, the let, Tiago kick yeah. to the ball through Holland's crotch. It looks like it has to be photoshopped, but that is a real picture. Yeah. It really happened. If you haven't seen it, just please go look for it. Okay. But we'll Sorry. get to Holland for Sorry. real in a second. Yes. The reason why Silva, or not Silva, Salah is already being discussed is because he scores the lone goal in this match. He was a menace to City. Mm-hmm. Is Salah back? I was going to ask that because should have done better. I mean, he's unlucky that. He gets a save on Ederson. Yeah, Ederson saves the one yeah. great Ederson shot that he got had. A fingertip on it. And it takes Cancelo making an obviously bad play, like Cancelo making the dumbest possible play he gambles. in a in a, mo- yeah. in a in a bad moment for Salah to get Wait, the you're one about goal for Allison to get another assist. Yes, yeah. yes. assist machine. Allison, my my my, yeah. uh, my brother, brother Matt was. More than happy to throw this stat out there that Allison has more assists than hundred million dollar man Jack Grealish. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. There, it's like it's like Kane and Son, Allison and Salah, no doubt. Um, <laughs> but but I mean, Salah still had to control that pass from sixty yards away for sure. I mean, I, that was incredible. yeah, and and I just think I mean at that at that point, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what Kinsella's told to do what defenders are supposed to do in that situation. By the situation. way, this is the same uh, Salah who scored, I think, a hat-trick in eight minutes? Yeah, fastest Champions League hat-trick uh, in history just earlier in the week. I think that's why everyone was would have been a little bit confident. I, it, it just... I'm it hesitant to but say it, but he's it was back. The sa- I mean, that's what I was going to say. It was the same... It was the same City... Like, City dominated possession. They still took more shots. They still... It was still... You know, Klopp had said ahead of the match, like, we can't play with these guys, which is hilarious, all the whining that Klopp has done for the last five years about people playing counterattacking football against them. I wonder if he's going to change his tune about that. For no, this and, is this is a one-match. So, yeah. he, he was facing having 76-year-old James Milner right back, right. fourth-choice center back these days, Joe Gomez, uh, playing uh, you know, at, By the at way, center back, who both... Put in heroic efforts. I was gonna say Gomez. I think it's been given a little. I'm sidetracking here. Has been given a little bit of a bad rap because, but he's been playing and he's been platooning at left back and right back. But this his is, position that he's good at is center back. We are not Anyways. that far removed from this being England's Joe Gomez. Don't forget, we're we're an injury. I think, away. I think he's been done a disservice a little bit by Liverpool not being played in that position. Well, he showed it this match. Injuries have gotten in the way, but yes, uh, there's no doubt. Regardless, this this is temporary tactical maneuver to try to defeat a city club that definitely had more assets out there on the pitch. This is though a full fledged rivalry. 
as Brian cracks the Modelo. Not mm-hmm. better late than never. Uh, this is a full-fledged rivalry at this point in the Premier League, the best one that the league has to offer. And unfortunately, the fans have caught up to that fact. Uh, there's reports that you know Pep is accusing some Liverpool fans of throwing coins at him uh, on the touchline during this match. Apparently, the City away fans were chanting about Hillsborough and then left some Hillsborough-related graffiti in the away concourse. Oh, so n- neither side looks good in this. And obviously, well, City's bus got their window cracked Well, and you with, have a, by a missile. And you have a manager sent off here as well. But uh, Salah gets the goal. It looked for a moment as though Holland got his as well. This one gets ruled out. Do you have any issues with VAR? No, 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 no. But you need to give them some credit when they get one right. They got this one right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was a definite yank. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It was an absolute yank. Yeah, lots of yanking going on in this game. I I don't know. I still, I mean, if it had ended nil-nil, I don't see that that would have been a bad result either. I just I just think it took it took an egregious error on the part of somebody who like a hilarious match for a defender who like knowing all of the grief that Trent Alexander-Arnold has that he gets for his bad defending. Somebody like that I just feel like has been revered even in fantasy circles. You know, we talk we talk not this chair uh, but no, just seeing Cancelo make like one mistake. I mean, that was really what it came down to is one mistake. And that's the difference between one zero and, and who knows what happens. I see your point, but I would say this. Salo's other breakaway goal. He should have scored on Jota had an absolute clear dead to rights header. And, and nine times out of 10, he hits it. I'm just saying they had other plenty of other chances where they could have put the game away. Sure, and, chances. I'm just, I, I'm and just I, saying. I'm saying they didn't happen, and so I'm saying the one thing that did happen was the result of an error. Yes. So, so Facts. it's, it's our, just what it is. In our Slack workspace, a lot of talk about now. Jota is hurt. He might be out through the World Cup. Yeah, yeah it sucks. Devastating for him. For him. Uh, is this though? Sort Darwin's, of a shocker. Sort of shocker, not shocker for Liverpool at this point. Well. It happened in the match, but is is this Darwin's opportunity now? A lot of people interested in Darwin, given the fact that he's probably going to feature for Liverpool. Well, what are what, uh, what's what are, the lineup? I was going to say, what are their other options? I yeah, mean, the right. only it's it's Car- it's Carvalho. But that's not just it. It's it's he's going to play, Diaz is out. but also Mojo. Instant improvement on that. We've been talking about Liverpool Mojo. Well, I just don't know how. Like, does this Klopp change formation here? Does he, he go has to a, a does, does he go to a four four two? We've seen a four two three one to accommodate Darwin up front. I, I can say, see Firmino uh, playing behind Darwin, and then Salah and who on the wings? Yeah, well, and that's then, the other question. Firmino's the informed player for sure. So I can't imagine Firmino comes out of the, out of the lineup. Firmino's good for an eight match streak every year. We've seen it for the last four, He's maybe. He's been the reason why Liverpool have any points this year, for the most part. <laughs> but I mean, is Darwin the guy, or maybe is it Firmino? I currently, for this week, I free hit, and I brought in Firmino. Yeah. Going forward, I'm not saying that Darwin can't score, but I would say Firmino's, the, if Firmino's playing at this point, and he's going to be playing in, in scoring positions, um... Firmino, Chompers is where it's the year of the chomp. I think it's what it feels like a little right bit. Right now, I mean, the at least ga- it's the first quarter of the season for the chomp. Uh, FPL manager money is on Firmino. Uh, 
basically six to one over Darwin right now. Okay. But it's still early days. I mean, it's 6,000, you know, like 6,500 to 1,200 transfers in between Firmino and Darwin right now. They've accommodated anything that has been to accommodate Darwin has been at the expense of Salah especially. So, so I mean, the fact that Salah gets a goal in this game, I mean, he was playing a little bit more central. I mean, he was playing a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, the goal was, didn't it, it come just, from formation or tactics. Right. Or I mean, it and came you're, from... yeah, we're, you're already saying you're throwing the game out as far as tactics are concerned because it's not a typical Liverpool match. So, yeah. we, I mean, we can talk about it more later, but, like, you know, everyone who's in a, in a uh, Champions League or Europa competition is, you know, just in a fixture pileup between now and game week 16, you know, the last match before the World Cup break, and Liverpool's no exception. I, I just, I don't know. Now that they don't have the rotation options, you already lose. I mean, they lost their most important player anyway already. So you're already down Luis Diaz. Like he had been, I, I don't, I don't feel like that's a stretch He's been to mis- say that Mr. Action right, guy. He was the guy who was making almost everything happen for them and is not there. Now you lose the rotation possibility of Jota, and you're basically stuck with jo- with Darwin, Firmino, and Salah. I don't know. I mean, with I don't, Carvalho maybe as with, cover, right? And 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 now you probably will see more Harvey Elliott running around up front. <laughs> it's true. Too. I mean, he was good here too. I felt like he played well in this match. So, All right. I, moving yeah. on to the city side of things, then uh, City have the midweek off. This is going to be the only time they do between now and the World Cup. Uh, probably coming at a perfect time for them. Uh, certainly uh, it gives them an opportunity to dwell on this loss, and I pity uh, the squad that has to face them in the upcoming weekend. But with that said, you know, obviously Holland, there's no question he's, get, he's getting to rest. City and Arsenal cannot play this midweek because Arsenal has a Europa League match to make up. Uh, and that's wrecked our lineups, Dave. We referenced this off the top. You have three City assets, probably? I did. I had three City no, I had two city assets and three Arsenal and three Arsenal okay. and a, and a joker named James Madison who flopped and got a fifth yellow accumulation yellow yeah on the 94th minute when the game was almost over he literally flopped in a box for no reason yeah and got a yellow yeah and uh, it wrecked it wreaked havoc cuz so, look so Going into this week, I'm trying to figure out, well, what do I do? So This is I, the midweek game week. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, right. The, the one that, that – this was just the decisions I was making over the last two days as the match week started today. Yeah. And so I was looking at, like, okay, so if I'm going to have a, a team, it's going to take a minus eight for me to just to get a team. But then I'm also like, well, then I was a little worried that, like, midweek matches are happening, obviously, because yeah. they're the matches are midweek. And someone might not start. Yeah. With no bench, I just felt horribly dangerous to go into for me with no bench. So at that point, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'll let the chips fall where they may. I'm going to free hit. And I'll get all my Arsenal guys out, Madison out. Because some of these guys, even if I sell them for a minus eight, I want to bring those guys back in my squad the following week. Is that true for Madison, though? No, I probably could have let go of Madison. But if I would have let go of Arsenal... In city players, I would have wanted them back in the following week. Just even looking now, Madison doesn't even crack. Even with a one-game suspension, I mean, he's you know, nobody's nobody's going to go back to him early on. I mean, he's suspended until Wolves. Uh, so you know that 
you might want he's him back. He's not playing against Leeds? No. That's no, no, that's 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 the that's that's, 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 that's two that's days this from week. now, right? So Sorry. Sunday he comes back Sunday Correct. against Wolves and then has to play against Manchester City the following weekend. I don't know how excited you are. the The whole point was to have him for the all the green patch there until Wolves, and then um, I just want whoever the, whatever intern it was that told everyone from Leicester and Crystal Palace <laughs> that Gareth Southgate was in attendance during the match uh, that that they should be demoted. Or at least no get a, at least get a stern talking to because it cha- it fe- I felt like it tightened everyone up. Two teams that were like are full of goals or at least have goals in them, and you get nil nil out of those out of both teams. Like that's ridiculous. What a ridiculous clean sheet to get from those two teams. No, I'm just saying like I I happily sold once Madison once I knew he was suspended. I mean I feel like he was an easy sell. I don't know yes. I don't know how good it is for for Leicester to play at Wolves anyway right now. It's probably fine. But. My original question to Dave was about City and Arsenal assets and what you had to do with your squad. <laughs> so I'd like to go ahead and bring it back to that. Wow, did I, I take that? Well, and run. Brian, Brian hopped on board with you in the sidecar. Down the <laughs> Madison <laughs> Highway you went. Madison is one of the expendable characters that goes right along with all of the Manchester City and Arsenal people. You sold all of you sold Martinelli. No, I free hit. So you free hit him out, though. Yeah, I free. Yeah, of course they so weren't playing. He, but if he, but the, but you still can lose money in that, depending on what happens, or gain money in there. The money's still, but still, happens. the free hit's over though. Okay. In other words, like I literally free hit the day before, free hits over. So all my guys, like I'm, in, all my guys are back in my team now. Okay. So once the match week starts, the all the other guys come back in. Right. So I know how a free hit works. Yeah, that's how it, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Scott, how do I feel about it? I didn't feel anything about it because I free hit them all out because I didn't want to lose any of them in the upcoming weeks. Yeah. I started making – well, I, I was in a somewhat similar situation, actually kind of worse, because I have three city players, two Arsenal players, and two bench defenders that don't play. Mm-hmm. So I started making moves and realizing negative yeah. twenty. No, yeah, no, you got stupid. a free hit. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'll gonna just... regret it later. But what? What do I care? I did. To me, it was like, what's gonna be the most fun right now? That's what I'm doing to make. That's that's yeah, but, the but... question I'm answering when I make my decisions. And so I free hit as well. Can I tell you what sucked about free hitting? Well, yeah, but I want to congrat. I want to commend that, you about something. Is here it in a that? Is it that you're free hitting in week twelve? It's that I'm free hitting in week 12, and my goalkeeper that I don't have, because he's in my regular squad but not in my free hit squad, oh, is a boy. Dean Henderson who finally gets a clean sheet oh against Brighton. Oh, my gosh. And Wilf Zaha, who scores against Wolves, finally. Finally gets a goal yeah. again. He was in my free hit squad. Those two are not in my free hit squad. They're in my regular squad that don't give me any points for game week 12. That's the story of my season. Was Leandro was Leandro Trossard in your Leandro free hit Trossard team? is in my free hit squad. Of course he is. Never have I been prouder of a guy to hit the bar as strongly as he did. Oh, that was uh, that was yeah. flush. It was square I, on the bar. Hey Dave, I want to go back to what you just said. What are you what are you gonna commend? I wanna commend you for the for the John Stones it takes to pick Raheem Sterling yeah. in this week, match week and then uh captain him. You captain him, right? Yeah. Okay. I think it's amazing. I think that's a great off the radar, not crazy pick. 
And I, I'm like, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay, Scott, I see you. Like, no one else is doing it, and it's not a bad idea. So I mean, I'm you like, can't Captain Holland, at least. I guess you can, but then it's really just a question of uh, why aren't you paying attention, and also who's your vice captain? For sure. And uh, and so yeah, I went uh, off the. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be doing the. You know, we've talked, Dave, in, in years past uh, about how. You know, your vice captain is the player that you wish you had the John Stones to captain. Right? Usually, unless it's Holland. But yes. guess what I'm guess what I'm doing. That's you, gonna be me now. I've got differential. There's gap to make up. So, I mean, do I think I'm actually gonna make it up? No, I don't. Clearly, based on the three things I just said that have already happened in the first two matches of this game week, the, the basically this is my Dave Smith year. Apparently, oh, like boy. do do what I. Don't do what I do. Don't do what I do. Yeah, and do what I don't do. Fair enough. Uh, are you listening, All Star listener Ben? I'm with you. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's talk about the other team that's not playing the midweek, uh, but they did play this past weekend, squeaking out a one nil win at Leeds. That is, of course, your Gunners, Dave. Man, tale of two halves. I feel like we say that a lot about different matches. Arsenal well, three, three halves, because essentially there was a half's worth of. Oh, technical difficulties. Oh, true. <laughs> no. So, yeah, they couldn't get the technical stuff right. They right. delay the game like well, 20, 30 minutes. It's a good thing they did, too, because, you know, they did kind of rely on VAR they did. to work in this match. They did. Sokka gets the lone goal, but it comes out of a boneheaded pass. Right, yeah, Rodrigo's crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy pass. Uh, cross field, Sokka, well, someone intercepts it, whatever, and, and the goal comes out of it. From Sokka. Um, and then Arsenal make it to halftime. They had a couple other good chances in the first half. And then something happened at halftime where nothing Arsenal could do in the second half was right. And single thing that Leeds did was abs- they uh, Leeds was playing like they had 15 guys on the pitch. But I wouldn't say everything Leeds did worked. First of all, you have Saliba. Finally, an Arsenal center back is called for a handball. <laughs> but Bamford misses the penalty. Yeah. And then, thank you, VAR. And by the way, by the way, it should have never been allowed. The pass up to there, and you can go back and look at it, uh, the Christensen, who initially received the pass on that fast break, absolutely full body length offside, not called. <laughs> he then played one pass back to someone, and then that was the next pass that went into Wait, the middle. Wait, are you saying VAR didn't rewind far enough? Facts. Yeah. But it didn't have to be far. It was like 10 seconds. Maybe the rewind button. It was like one or two passes. Work. Maybe the rewind so anyway, button was still broken. It's yeah. fine. I looked at it. I saw it because I saw it on Arsenal Twitter. Like, how is this not offsides? It was in the buildup. It's not offsides because it's England. Uh, listen, things happen. So bottom yeah. line is this. Uh, ball never lies, Scott, as they say. <laughs> Bamford misses. Bamford tried to make up for it later. He nearly got Gabrielle sent off. He Thank you, was, VAR. He was dark artsing it, for that's for sure. <laughs> and uh, listen, Arsenal got lucky. Uh, the manager said it. Multiple players said it. And it was kind of like, boy, did we luck out and get out of there. Leeds probably deserved at minimum a draw or win. You know what, though? You know, we've talked about how Fulham, you know, they're full itch. Because Fulham and Norwich just seem to offset each other, you know, take each other's place in the table. Yeah, we'll get to Fulham here in a second. They're trying to avoid that this year. Uh, off to a good start, but full itch is what we've been calling them 
Um, I'm just going to, you know, Arsenal. Are they still ahead of Liverpool on the table? Uh, I think so. But they have, they got that game in hand, Dave. Wow. So, um, full itch. Full just itch. just Listen, out man, there in October. front of Liverpool. It's October, and there's a World Cup still to come. Okay, it's, it's all right, all right. Uh, Arsenal, you know, I've been referring to them as City Junior. But really, it's just a squad full of... Arsenal? Yes. You're crazy, man. I'm not crazy. These These, these guys... These are the these are these baby face. This sounds kids. like sour. No, they, these are guys. Baby that face kids. They are kids. You want to they're hate the, they're, them? They're still like the they youngest. They make you want to hate who, who, them. Who do you want to hate? All of them. All How? Of, who? The, the next time someone does this is, this is three Mar- full rotations on the floor, <laughs> is when I'm going to scream at you in particular and say, "How can you like this?" They're getting. They're getting. They're fouled all the time because they're faster and quicker than people. No. Is there some embellishment? I'm not endorsing embellishment. Are fouls <laughs> happening? No one's taking, no one's getting cards for, no one's getting Madison cards out there for just fouls for simulation. So, look, I'm not going to deny that there probably hasn't been some embellishment. And no, I don't like it. But it's also not on, I don't think it's necessarily on the regular either. Look, they're doing other to to go ten games and not lose or uh, and and still you know win nine out of their first ten games. Scott is doing something. The last four times that's happened in the Premier League, that team went on to win the title. You know, it was it AFC Bournemouth? That's officially their name. Yes, AFC Bournemouth. Yeah, P A B Arsenal. <laughs> I think, I think it's just sour because you got nah, man. you got this a bunch of old guys playing for Liverpool that are so hurt. And I mean, how many more excuses are we going to make for 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 Liverpool this as year? As many as it takes, I guess. Yeah. Fair enough. Did uh, you like? Uh, you didn't like that Sky Sports put the Premier League's top eleven on the table so that it could include, so they could include Liverpool. Liverpool? That is amazing. That's just about the ratings. That, it's all that for, people. It's all that for it was like, what? Why? Why eleven? <laughs> uh, it's like a golf. Liverpool tournament. will not be in eleventh for long. It will be moving up the table. Yeah. At least I kind of hope the the league is better when Liverpool is good. Yeah, but there is a clear top three. So let's go to the other uh, of the top three. Tottenham two, Everton nil. Uh, Kane obviously. Scott, no one's more consistent than Harris Kane. He's Do you think po- he'll be in the provisional World Cup squad for he's England this pointed <laughs> as many times this year as, as Holland has. He just hasn't had the the hat tricks. Yeah. The, but Kane's as, as money in the, in the bank as Holland is at the moment. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah, my all, favorite- all, all data points, especially, I mean, all season, but especially recently, I mean, there's like it's like the Holland-Kane gap. Like Holland and Kane, clear like clear cut one and one A, statistically, over and above every other player, and then the drop off after them is sizable in shots and shots on target. And I just like we'll say it forever. I still like I, you know I even despite being on my uh, wild card right now. I'm still finding it difficult to make to put to put to put Kane. Brian is on his wild card. To put Kane in my in my front line. Wait, and wait, I, you and hit I, the button for game week thirteen. Yes, Brian? I did. All right. Uh, had Where's to, the breaking news music? 
Did that was the already? siren I just did. No, that was weird. all right. You're I'll add. I'll that add that out. in. No, but I like put the, a little bit of the siren at the end of it, and then talk about why, <laughs> why you bothered to make a siren noise. There's like no, a, there was no reason like, for that. Like a like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> like a as Scott would say, an arsenal. Yeah, exactly. Pab arsenal. Uh, no, I I um I would love to be able to do that. It's just it's uh, making. I don't have a plan to remove Holland and the way everything else is set up. It's going to be really tricky to find the, I don't know what, $6 I think I would need to go from Solanke up to Kane. Oh, I, I Lord. think that, that's, that's my guy that would go so, out. Solanke. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for, for Solanke to go up another tenth so I can oh cash in. God. I did uh, but, bring Solanke into my free hit squad. Yeah. That felt like it wasn't full commitment. His, I like that. Oh my god! Um, Southampton for game week twelve. That yeah, felt, of course. It felt good. Felt yeah, right. Of course, it's good. Um, I it can't. I want. Right I want Dave. I want Dave to get into the the some some data on that. But no, as far as Kane is concerned, no. I like. He's. <laughs> he wants me to reference that Solanke's xG is like point zero two for the last like yeah, I mean, all his, season. His, and yeah. somehow the last two weeks he's brought in halls in, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, the, how much longer? If I take one more Saturday of a text message from Brian that starts off with so, and then the next one is lank, and then the next and one then is like 12 e, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, what did that fool just do? That is hilarious. He, I have been getting worn <laughs> out, and probably rightly so, on so lanky. I, and he has been so dunking I, on I guess me. I'm, just, I'm just surprised that Kane has been not just consistent but the only reliable Spurs player period he's the only person you've been able to trust attacking wise in this team attacking wise yes I was gonna say we're, Dyer we're, I, I felt pretty good about I mean I've had Dyer all season he's been pretty reliable well as far as starts yeah I mean all the defenders like yeah if you if you had Lloris I mean he's reliable I'm saying like I just don't know too many people that are doing that I'm saying that Kane has been the one guy that if you'd gone to him you have never regretted it once you could have captained him almost any week you can there's almost a guarantee every week that he's going to get a a goal or a penalty and it just and and but it's what's annoying is that that's it's just what Spurs are doing they're completely content once they get that to not do anything else or to win like they did this week where you get a Hoy Bier, a, a goal and a Bentecourt assist, which yeah. is nothing for for no one. No, so. my favorite. And I, I, it's so funny to me because I, I have to wonder, you know, somewhere in a studio, there's a producer for NBC sports that says, all right, go ahead and show it because at 30 minutes, the stat dropped down from the scoreboard shots on goal Spurs zero Everton zero. And part of me is like, is this like, like signs to point to us? Like, don't watch this because <laughs> right, right, it's right. not worth it. Right, like, or, yeah. or is it producer saying it's inevitable? It has to start happening at some point soon. But it's so funny. There's, there's matches. It's been fascinating. I feel like it's happening more this season than in previous years. Maybe it's just my perception. But like there's there's been more matches where it's like if I could have just known I didn't need to watch the first half yeah. I could have only tuned in after halftime that'd have been really nice to know. No, for man. sure. I I I do feel like this like Spurs have some I feel like some defensive assets that are probably worth looking at. I mean, you look at 
you know, other than the Arsenal match, Dyer in his yeah. last three out of no. four matches is like seven six six. And you know, I it won't surprise me when they clean sheet United tomorrow. I mean, I'm serious. It it, it won't. And I just, you know, and then Perisic, who's played limited minutes all season. You know who he's behind? He's in the top 10 in defender scoring. And I'm not saying that any defenders are really lighting the world on fire, but three out of the top seven players are Arsenal defenders. Their schedule yeah. isn't and And, and at awesome. this point, we're past the Arsenal City match because we're talking to people who are going to hear this for the next for match week. Yeah, Newcastle. And Brian's been on, like, Ben White. Like, why, people, why aren't you – if you want a cheap defender, Ben White's four yeah, ben White's in my Ben White's why, in my wild card What team. are you doing? Like, that's um, the easiest – and and you look at Arsenal's up, and I know we moved on to Spurs here, but I just want to mention Arsenal defenders. You look at their next two matches; they're at Southampton, home Forest. Yeah, uh, that yeah. The 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 rest of the matches for Arsenal are prior to the break are great. I I it is I am. I, I mean, we can ask the question every week about something. Buying Spurs defense, I guess I understand it from like, you know, that they, they are, uh, they're cohesive. At least you can say that about them. Dyer, Davis, Romero, as long as those three are fit, that is the starting back, back three, three with Lloris, who is still uh, has made an error here and there, but has largely been a reliable goalkeeper. It's the wings right now, the wingbacks that are like anyone who had Perisic this week. I just, you know, as I gripe about Perisic, I like my maybe it can just be whoever I gripe about the most is going to be certain to do something good. Okay, interesting. Uh, Perisic gets no return, but because he's uh, played a match for one, he played ninety minutes. Two, he did what you expect Perisic to do. I that's the thing. Like, I don't ever want a gripe about like it's only a gripe about the data. Like, the the cons- the issue with Perisic has been. 96, 54, yep. 70, yep. 10, 90. Yep. It has nothing to do with whether or not Perisic is a good player, because he obviously is, whenever it's he's just played a lot. Consistent right. minutes. It's just been minutes. And so with like we said, like we said already, fixture congestion is bad enough the same for Spurs as it is as it is for City and Liverpool and everybody else. Can you count on a hundred percent that Perisic isn't gonna go back to ten minutes against Manchester United? I don't know. Maybe not. The one guy that's on the wing that you can't can count on against Manchester United is Matt Doherty. That's the no, the no. the the last person that that of the attacking defenders that you can count on is is Doherty just because Emerson Royal is still suspended for that match. The thing is Doherty's played well. So Doherty's actually come in and Conte praised him again this like praised him this week about his effort. This is Mere uh, like basically a week and a half after he said that he's not stupid, Doherty hadn't showed him anything to put him into the starting lineup. So like, if that's the way that works with Spurs, if that's what it is, that you just need some negative reinforcement at some point, and then the guy shows up, yeah, who knows? If we get Matt, if we get end of last season Matt Doherty, yeah, you're gonna want him uh, way more than you're ever gonna want Emerson because Doherty actually can get uh, the attacking returns at some point. Emerson will not do it. For sure. Uh, Spurs will be playing uh, in this midweek. Before you listen to this, they'll be playing Manchester United. Manchester United coming off a nil-nil result against Newcastle. Or I prefer this alternative scoreline, Dave. Woodwork 2, Joe Linton, nil. 
Wow. Yeah, poor Joe. This Lentes. game was so close to being. Well, honestly, it was probably one of the better nil-nil matches of the year. It wasn't like both teams weren't going for it. No, and you know the best part of it? Getting uh, getting sad Ronaldo again. Oh, getting subbed off sad Ronaldo. Yeah. Well, this is <laughs> – so what's fascinating is – I feel like sad Ronaldo should – somehow that that warms your oh, heart. Oh, I get an inverse reaction to sad Ronaldo. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. <laughs> but what's interesting is you know, he nearly – broke the officiating here in this match. Uh, was it Paul Tierney? I think it was on this match. I'm not sure. Um, if it, only there he, was a way. He tried to uh, manipulate the, the free kick system, not that it's super official, unless they go for what Andrew the Ref uh, once told us was a ceremonial free kick. When oh, they actually do I the remember setting up. that. But, uh, yeah, there was a, a, a pass, air quotes, uh, between players on Newcastle and Ronaldo snuck in and tried to use that to, you know, to sneak a goal. You know in. what's interesting? Like for all the crap that anyone wants to say about Ronaldo, he's not a dumb guy. No, and I just wonder if he didn't realize. Like, wait a minute, that ball's actually in yeah, play. That's exactly right. But Paul Tierney, I, uh, forgive me. Like, go, I'm I gonna be, be honest because I, I never saw the like the full clip of it. Oh yeah, well he kind of like. Walks up like he saw the the play. What he didn't but like, see what was the referee. Preceded it. That's what I didn't see. Uh, the ball was was kicked forward for the player who was, and I can't remember the who which Newcastle I player it was. Pope was on the ball kicking. It. I think Pope moved it forward to the to the player who was going to free kick it forward. Okay, but in the interim, while that it, you know in between the two kicks there, uh, Ronaldo kind of walked up and then all of a sudden sprinted to the ball and dribbled around and and put it in the net, hoping that that would count as a goal for him and for Manchester United in that order, by the way, for him. And then for Manchester oh, United, don't, you don't need to be like that, uh, but it's true. Uh, I just, to me, it was just funny because the ref, you know, the referee was like, you know, he, he immediately said, this doesn't count. This is not like uh, he had held up play. Craig Pawson was it? Okay. Craig Pawson. Thank you. So, sorry, Paul Tierney. Sorry. Right. Um, so Craig Pawson, you know, immediately ruled it out and said no, no, because he was the one holding up play. Uh, but it, it, it was just fascinating to me. It would have been like the perfect continuation of everything we've been debating <laughs> about refereeing and English soccer. Anyway, um, I put on my notes: How do free kicks work <laughs> following this match? Oh but yeah, gosh. we can talk about Sad Ronaldo. I want to talk about Sad Marcus Rashford. First, he's too unselfish. And then mm. he has a horrible, wasteful miss. Yeah. As a Rashford Oh, owner, my goodness. Yeah, at the end, that was horrible. Uh, I, I blame Ten Hag on that one. Why is Rashford subbing on at 72 minutes? He's, I, he's subbing on so that he can win the Christian Menteke Wasteful Player of the Week award. Well, that's, that's good. Yeah, I just that's, it's too bad for him. He feels like he's a flow guy, and I just don't know. I don't, he just doesn't. Has he done that off the bench? If only there was a way to compile the data on that. I just I don't know. If only. I don't. I just don't. I don't like. I don't like off the bench Rashford. I would prefer uh, in the game Rashford. So, no, that stinks. I mean, it's uh, happy for everybody who had Pope and any of the uh, uh, Newcastle defenders, uh, especially people who still have a Pope Trippier double up. Yeah. Uh, Fabian Share probably. I don't know. I know Trippier was by by uh, by. Uh, who scored rating was the man of the match here, but no, Fabian Share, Fabian Share is not not way score. off. Yeah. yeah, he's way up there. Fabian Share is a, a, I mean, I don't. He's a 
Look, he's always a he's an attacking player. We know that he's barely a defender. So <laughs> the fact that he's classed as a def, as a defender is uh, still hilarious. This is what I love about Pope. Pope got a twelve in match week six. Yeah, I had him for that. It was awesome. Yeah, and I did not. But then I bought him after that, and then for <laughs> Bournemouth, Fulham, and Brentford, all clean sheetable games. Yeah, no clean sheets. Play United, clean sheet. Can that be the time? After I sold him. Yeah, yeah. To bring Kappa in, who now Kappa gave me a ten. But still, yeah, you love screw that. Nick Pope. I, can, can I, that be screw, the title of this pod, though? I, clean sheetable? Oh, no, yes, clean for sheetable. sure. I was going to say that game week 11 was the, the week that goal, goalkeepers stormed back. The number of high scores from goalkeepers in game week 11 was, was ridiculous. I know. Everybody that you probably had sold. Did Ramsdale got, get a credit for like a yeah. fantasy block miss on that penalty, I guess? Yeah. No, Wait, are got, you saying goalkeepers are having something to say about this being year of the forward, Brian? Yeah, I'm saying you should be able to have played five goalkeepers this week because <laughs> if you had Saw, Allison, Guaida, uh, Dean Henderson gets a clean sheet somehow. Uh, oh, well, not against no, Wolves. but that happened. Dean Henderson happened today. That happened today. That happened today. Yeah, that happened Thank today. You. Yeah, uh, no. in the wounds. Ramsdale's fourth clean sheet this season against Leeds. I don't know that you were expecting it, but you were like Dave said, you were unbelievably you know lucky to curious? get it. Is somehow Dean Henderson getting three or two? Excuse me, getting two clean sheets all year is second in goalkeeper scoring at forty nine. Are it's you all those serious? Saves, I know penalty all saves. Are you serious? No, it's like big scores. It's That's a couple insane. big scores. It's what like happened with uh, eleven. It's what happened with uh, didn't Ariola do that he's for got a Fulham 14. a few years ago, he's where he had f- like two penalty saves and was like second or third in yeah. goalkeeper scoring. There's no look way it's I'm like, going to Dean Henderson. I was no, like, I'm coming. All, I already sent him out for game week thirteen. I went he's got a fourteen, from, nine, and eleven. I don't care and then that everything else is one, yes. two, or three. And I don't care that Chelsea's playing United. I went to Kepa, and Kepa's my starting. Yeah, that's a I good was gonna move. Say, I'm saying Raya and Kepa both get you ten points in uh, game week eleven. Raya. Too. Billy League <laughs> Billy starting Raya. Really? Well, I mean, that's just We're he had no other choices. I it's whatever. I'm just. The Charm, match week Charm makes Blake, me furious. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hey, when things are working, they're working. For sure. No, just this it's just that this week, like, you get massive points from from everybody. Uh, hilarious to see when someone follows up a great performance with a terrible one like Guaida today, who just lays a complete turd on the line against Wolves. So Yeah. Against it, Wolves. It happens. Managerless Wolves. Um uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, soon to be Wolves, hopefully. You know, it's funny. What would you do with that? Would you care about that at Sometimes all? Sometimes you don't know how good you have it until it's gone. There might be a song about that. And that is, I, honestly, we can only hope that the uh, the Portuguese train between Portugal and Wolverhampton returns and is back in service. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's a good Wolves, and we like that Wolves, and I like Nuno at Wolves. Well, Nuno tried to go to, you know, a uh, uh, bigger body of water. Didn't work out so great for him. He needs to go back to Lake Wolverhampton, and just enjoy his success there. It's not bad. It's not. It's not defeat to say that your ceiling is to be manager of Wolverhampton Wanderers. It's wild how this is working out, by Especially the way. Especially when you can get that team. To European play, a little bit of cup success. Like, come on, that's that's good. Nuno, just ride out the rest of your career at Wolves and enjoy it. He's still got Team Portugal there, pretty quick, much. Oh, that's my point. A quick note about Wolves: uh, a couple weeks ago, or at least going into maybe two match weeks ago, whatever. Uh, Toti, 
defender T O T I Toti for Wolves. Who? Who's three point nine? Yes, exactly. Uh, you should say that about him because is he the one who got the assist today? No, uh, he had started two in a row while Collins, uh, while Nathan Collins was serving his uh-huh. uh, suspension for uh, jump kicking. Yeah, Jack where Grealish. he was like super distraught uh, today. Yeah. Yes, Hugo Bueno. Bueno, uh, that's it. Who, bueno. who hilariously is nicknamed by the English um, players on Wolves as Kinder. Kinder Bueno is a very Popular. Stop. This is it's not a real. Candy bar. I'm not kidding. This is very real. His nickname is Kinder. I'm, I'm familiar with Kinder. Yeah, Kinder. Yeah, of yeah. course. You know Kinder. Yeah, Kinder Bueno is a, is, a, is a chocolate bar, so that's his nickname. Uh, Hugo Bueno uh, got a minute against Nottingham Forest. He played all 90 minutes here. He was in place of Ryan Eight Nori. Uh, and yes, he did get an assist, but Eight Nori was out simply because of illness. Yeah. So so don't go to Hugo. I wouldn't do it Kinder if I were bueno. you. Do not go to Hugo Kinder Bueno. Uh, it is a, it is a trap. Since we've talked about Dean Henderson and now we're talking about Nuno and Wolves. By the way, whenever that actually happens as we're sitting here, it hasn't like they Nuno had a caretaker. officially to Wolves. Well, they have a, they had a caretaker manager today. Right. That's right. Um, but if and when that happens, um, Adama Traore becomes relevant again. Well, he already the caretaker manager started him today. So like, and he was relevant today as he scored. There you go. So yeah, Adama Traore is going to be on the up. But yeah. for the Wolves, one Nottingham Forest nil. Oily as ever. Result. <laughs> no one. All- no one is more oily in the league. Then coconut oil, oiliest, baby oil, oiliest midfielder Adama in Traor. the league. It is Adama It is undeniable <laughs> fact. I can't even follow it up with mention about all yeah, the right, handballs. No, right. no, just all the handballs. That's it. It, it. I want to finish on the oily reference. <laughs> all right, Villa nil, Chelsea two. Uh, Keppa save of the season. Keppa looked amazing. Did you? He yes. was unreal. Hey, can almost, we revisit? Can we revisit two years ago? Keppa, who is, was like the did. laughing stock of the league. We talked about him on this podcast last week, um, and may have gotten a laugh on it even last week. And it's yeah. not a laugh anymore. No, he's no. in. He's. I in, did not laugh. You, I brought him in. Okay, and uh, and good for you and because I, I am. And you have him now, and he yes. is now. He finally. Is he gonna be in your wild card squad? I no longer have Iverson from Leicester. <laughs> I am out of the Leicester goalkeeper business officially. I still have Keppa, Iverson. Keppa is my oh. is my goalkeeper. If I wanted to save some money and send Nick Pope out, I I still haven't decided whether I'm gonna do that or not. But Newcastle's Newcastle's. Matches until the World Cup break are probably a little too good. So. Newcastle, yeah, yeah, but they're weird. They are a little weird. Yeah, they are weird. That is for sure. Um, back to Chelsea, though. I mean, Graham Potter has the Midas touch. Mason Mount gets a brace. Although I will say, hey, can we get some credit on this podcast for Mason Mount dragging Mason Mount back into relevance? Did you call Potter and say, "What are you doing? Get Mount in the game"? No, it's just that Mason. It's just that he did exactly what what you would kind of hope after after one or two good performances. Did you from him. also see his first goal coming from an outstanding Tyrone Mings assist? No, absolutely not. You ne- you never you don't <laughs> ever no. Hey. You, you can't count on you can't count on crap. <laughs> the free kick you points. <laughs> the free kick was stupid. He'll, do, he'll do that. He made him look. Oh my goodness! Stupid. Yes. Yeah, that was amazing. But it's at the expense of every other, you know, if you, any other Chelsea player that you brought in. 
This is is good mojo, Graham Potter. It it feels like it's not flashy, but it's just good. And that's like Graham Potter's M.O., is it not? It is. Interesting point, Scott. Um, You don't have many of those. Uh, No, I'm kidding. Wow. Uh, No. Touche. I don't in my lineup, but I do on this podcast. No, no, for sure. That's an excellent point. And I hadn't really thought about it in that light, but you're right. Uh, You're absolutely right. And he does seem to be pulling the right strings. What what's frustrating for me as a fantasy owner is who the hell is starting in right. defense. It's the it's the rotation that's gonna get you. And and also, can I just say I don't I know we've talked a lot about how like the, the matchups probably seemed better than they did a while ago. They were very good for a while, undeniably. Now after Brentford, by the time you hear this it will have probably beaten Brentford. Hopefully they'll have beaten them 12 to nil so that Ivan, <laughs> so that Ivan Tony doesn't get any more points. Right, screw Ivan. After Tony. that though, it's, it's brutal home to Manchester United at Brighton home Arsenal. It's at not, Newcastle. What? I that's don't, not easy. That's I true. I don't love that. And not to mention, you know, like we said, fixture congestion for them is just as, is just as difficult. They yeah. have just as many, can I, can uh, I mention just this? as many difficult matchups in between there as we as talked about this else. before the recording began. For those teams who are playing in Europe, it's been this way for a while, yes, but it only continues to be brutal. You have midweek game week right now, game week 12. Then you have 13 on the weekend. Then you have match day five for Europe, weekend game week, match day six in Europe, weekend game week. Then you have this third round EFL Cup midweek, and then you have a weekend league game week, and then there's a World Cup break. Which, which, like we were talking about pre-pod, uh, some teams are just going to breeze right through it. The, the EFL, EFL Cup, Cup yeah. like Liverpool will, Darby they, County, they will field their U twenty threes or Hopefully. whoever for that yeah. for that team for that match. Chelsea play Manchester City, yeah, for the and EFL Cup. They're going to go for it. You know, so, Pep's going to go for it. And you, and know, so, you know, Graham Potter's going to go for right. it. Right. I would think Arsenal play Brighton in the Ben White Derby. I mean, Arsenal's going to go for it. I can promise you. Yeah. So I, what I was going to say is that Chelsea, like you like them against Brentford, that's fine. Although they are only, you know, they're coming off of just two days of two full days of rest since Aston Villa. They'll have two days before Manchester United, so that's not ideal. Champions League, Brighton fine they're probably okay in the champions league it's just that end like right before the world cup break you go arsenal manchester city newcastle and that's the way they end there and it's away so it's at newcastle like i they are gonna go for it against manchester city and i would imagine manchester City's not exactly gonna throw a nothing squad out there for pep goes for the cups right so that's what i mean i just i see that as like and that is uh, merely two days. So it's like, like again, like t- days of rest between this. You're already seeing a ton of rotation with Chelsea. I, it's the reason why, like, I, if I was going to, like, if I was going to do what I said a couple weeks ago, it would have been Mason Mount in last week. Instead, I, par- I brought in Wolf Zaha instead, uh, and I regret that, although this today Here's... worked out. I'm saying I just wonder how the rotation is going to work out, especially when he's already saying about his backline. He was talking about Thiago Silva and saying there's no injury with him, it's all about recovery. Yeah. So guys like him, you, you can almost say for sure, are not going to play. Uh, they're not going to play those midweek short turnaround games. Here's the one thing I want to add in about what's going to make interesting uh, with these clubs that play in Europe. So when you look at the league table right now, there's a clear separation of the top three. Chelsea is, is in a, a comfortable fourth. 
I, I would say after that stretch of schedule in the league that you mentioned between now and the World Cup, if they stay in fourth, they'll probably feel pretty good. But with that said, you look at where, you know, the, the one variable about these clubs who are going to be playing in Europe, I'm looking at the Champions League groups right now. City's pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's really just gonna, it's really just going to come down to will they make sure they win their group or do they just care about qualifying? But Chelsea and Spurs, they're in a fight. They're in a fight yeah. just to qualify. Those groups are tough. Liverpool, it's fascinating. They're three points behind Napoli, but they're safely going to make it through in all likelihood. So then their question there is, again, like with City, how much is Jurgen Klopp going to care about winning the group? Well, they, I mean... Are they going to phone it in just to qualify and hope for the best in the draw? They still have to play at Ajax. Liverpool does. It's it's which was a clo- yeah. which was already close. The f- at Anfield it was two one. Yeah, it's true. And then they got smashed by Napoli. Napoli yeah. So that so yeah. it's so not. It's I don't know that it's necessarily a shoe in for them, and mm. that's ahead of Spurs. So they'll. I mean, I I can't imagine they'll see that. Re- it's like a multi day rest there between Tottenham and Southampton, and plus by then you're it's all World Cup anyway. So, but it's, it's a, the easiest last two two to three weeks of of matches for or last Liverpool. two to three matches for Liverpool. For like sure. You love you love that. Even though three Spurs you don't love playing Spurs. For three for sure. five are amazing. To give voice to Europa League and Europa Conference League, it does appear that Arsenal, United and West Ham will all advance. But there's still a little bit of work left to do in these last two game weeks to make sure that happens. So these matches are they're gonna feature first Listen, team players. I know this is gonna sound silly, but when you look at who could drop down to Europa from, and this is not a Europa, this is not a European podcast. But when when you look at who could drop down, Barcelona and others from their Champions League spots, it's likely you. Yeah. Arsenal to finish first in their uh, in their group. group, absolutely important because you do not want to have to see one of these other Champions League teams dropping down. So that's Arsenal's already stated that. Arsenal pundits, like that's out there. They're trying to win. They got back to back, you know, well, they're playing PSV, Eidenhoven in back to back weeks here. And it is absolutely imperative that they win both those matches. Let's stick with West Ham since we just mentioned them in the Europa Conference League. They drew with Southampton in the league. Nice goal from Declan Rice. Not that it was very fantasy that was a relevant. Good goal. I just, when's West Ham going to give me. What last year's West Ham? It's not yeah, happening. It's not happening, is it? No, because they're doing fine in the Europa Conference. I will say their signings are finally starting to come to life a little Sk- bit, which is vital for them. Skamaka is in. Just, he's okay. Where's Lucas Paqueta? Yeah, I know. Bowen. Needs where's, to find his touch. Yeah, Paqueta. Uh, he was all uh, over. I was going to say he's man. the he's your uh, game week eleven shot leader uh, inexplicably. I would say just since you wouldn't necessarily have, is he I, is he Pablo Fornals Jr. Uh, Where's Lanzini? I just like where's Fornals? There is no Lanzini. I just I know. I just want you want you want the magic of that. You want where are they? Dimitri Payet's not in the league either anymore, Dave. Where's Dimitri Payet? He's long gone. He's at Marseille, bro. Yeah, and he's killing. You're going to see him in European play. I was going to say he's crushed. (laughs) He's crushed his his French experience. Good for him. He's been unbelievable. Does he still have the same girlfriend that made him move to France? Easy, Scott. I hope so. I hope they're. This is not a tabloid podcast. Thank you. I hope they're happy. No, Paqueta. Yeah, I mean he's taking a ton of shots, and you like. 
you like that you're not doing anything about it. Was it with French players in in Heartbreak, like Payet and Anthony Martial? Oh, uh, you year. you think it's just like built in? I mean, like, it, I mean, uh, it is emo- stereotypical. It's stereotypical, is it not? But stereotypes sometimes exist for a reason. Sorry, I, I apologize. For the second time, this is not a tablet. You think that all, Wow, you this think, is normally things that come from my mouth. You think that not all, yours. You think that wow. all you think that all French players, whenever you see them on screen, should be in black and white. I just I just expect them to cry at any time. Wow. wow. Okay. This is Scott's opinions only here. <laughs> well, I just had one note from this match. And yeah, you know, while this is not uh the West Ham we want, um, it, I the thought West it was Ham we have. It's the best time we have, but on the other side of things, it was hilarious. I was watching the highlights of the World Feed, and when the World Feed announcer <laughs> was going through the uh, Southampton lineup, he uh, he named a player I was not familiar with. Uh, apparently, Southampton has someone named Ashley Maitland Niles. Oh, really? Yeah, Ashley. Ashley. What yeah. happened to Ainsley? Ainsley doesn't play for Southampton. Ainsley apparently. have a twin named Ashley. He uh, plays for. If two Maitland Niles it's to play for certainly Southampton. possible. Leave um, it to me to point out the one uh, misspeak of the announcer the entire ninety minutes. Skamaka, I mean, he scored. We we talked about it last week. He scored back to back weeks, and then you know this week he's. I mean, it's not like West Ham was prolific here. I mean, that's a ton of shots from from West Ham players. Skamaka gets seven of his own shots. You just don't like that he puts one on target. Especially when six of his seven shots are in the box. Skamaka had a two, and on he the had bonus point system. He had zero big chances, and I just feel like a guy who's that involved, you would expect the numbers to be a bit higher than that. They're Come not. Come on, Gian, I, I'm, Gianluca. I know. Listen, I'm just like if you're just looking at straight, you're straight across the line. You want you want more than that from a guy that's. But you do the thing you do like is that. This is majority minutes for him in three straight matches. And he's gotten something. He's probably not going to do that against Liverpool, I would imagine. <laughs> but who knows? He might. Um, West Ham have played uh, Liverpool tough. David Moyes has made it difficult on them, definitely. Yeah. Uh, in well, his, and you're going to have a Liverpool. You're, mark it down here. Okay, I'm saying this before this match happens tomorrow. There's going to be a little bit of a letdown from Liverpool. There has to be. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Brighton. Uh, they lost. Uh, Brian mentioned Ivan Tony. Don't call him James. Uh, scores a brace here. That's the two nil result. Uh, I, I said this, and you said I was a whiner back when I first said it. I keep saying it. It's not just the fact uh, it, because everybody plays the same schedule, so it's not about who you play. It's about when you play, who you play, and uh, deserve deserve a. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Deserve Deserby, a new Brighton manager. Deserve mm-hmm. whatever. That's close. So there's this inspired 3-3 result against Liverpool in his first match uh, as Brighton manager. Since then, Brighton haven't scored a goal. Yeah. 2-0 loss against Brentford. Tell and me about it result. as a Trosser owner. Right. I know this. Is this, is this a, a bad sign? It's not great, especially today when you're playing against you have the, the worst defense uh you know, probably bottom, you know, 19 or 20 defense in the league, Nottingham Forest, and you just, you get nothing. You play two promoted clubs the last two weeks, and you get 
Nothing. Well, they it's multiple weeks in a row. It reminds me way more of last season, uh, last season uh, Brighton, where it was, uh, or old Arsenal or any other team that's ever been accused of trying to walk the ball into the net. You know, having okay. this uh, amazing buildup, tons of possession, pretty passing around the edge of the box with no just, finishing just no product. Finishing. product. Uh, Danny Welbeck, again, like another guy who is just all over the place in the box, getting shots, doing all kind. you know, uh, Trossard and Solly March were both, you know, like it, this match, you know, today in the, in the draw against Nottingham Forest, both guys looking the most likely all the time and they get nothing. You know, we said Trossard hits the post today against Nottingham Forest. Uh, and then like, I know it as a somebody as a former Purvis Estupinian owner. Uh, watching Estupinian <laughs> have probably the best first half of almost any gull against uh, Brent Brentford, putting two amazing first time crosses into people who do nothing with them. You know who who and who, it doesn't it they they have no finishing product and it was the same uh, same against uh, Brentford as it was today against Nottingham Forest. You know, anytime I hear the name Purvis, I think about uh, the fact that I once had a friend. I'll leave him officially nameless. Uh, but There's he no once way you had a friend out, named Purvis. Well, no, I didn't, but I kind of did. So he once grew out a mustache to just like disturbing high school gym teacher levels, because that's about all he could do, and then took a picture and then created a Facebook profile uh, of an alternative, like a, an alternate persona of himself, and named it Purvis Lusky. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and uh, that's what I think about anytime I hear the name Purvis. Um, I want to talk about. Um, I've waited an hour. Can I talk about the referees just for a little bit? Just for right. just for a minute. It, Fine. It, it applies what in this, this podcast needed was negativity. So go yeah. ahead and bring it. Okay, so the referees <laughs> in England have decided that in order to get better, there's two things they needed to do. Okay. Uh, the first was apparently they needed to crack down on managers. We already mentioned Jurgen Klopp's red. Both managers in this match get yellows. So glad to see that they might not know how to take care of things on the pitch, but they're sure getting it done off the you pitch. You can't be lippy about it, Scott. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, don't. It's not what you say, Scott. It's how you say yeah, it. Yeah, don't, right? don't, yes. don't, managers don't get involved with players when they come off of the, when they go out of bounds. So just let, let them be. Yeah. Well, the other thing too that I'm noticing, and it started with Craig Dawson last week, and it continued in this match, and actually continued in the other match that we still have to talk about. So Mitrovic did it, and Ivan Tony did it. Both of them drawing penalty kick calls on contact on set pieces. Uh, Dawson's was bogus, total BS. He drew, he, he drew the contact and got the call and now everybody's doing it. Ivan Tony, here's the thing that like I've long called for, you know, players getting wrapped up, like for having that called, right? Right. I'm all for a seven, six match. If we can clean up set pieces in the box, Mm, but I also like Ivan Tony went down in exact this exactly the same way that Mo Salah did a couple of years ago, and everybody was upset with him for flopping. Like it was the it was the inverse fall. Like he fell in a very unnatural way. Yeah. Uh, w- when he drew contact from Veltman. Now, hear me when I say that I'm. Someone's listening to this and they're saying, Scott, you wanted this to be called. Now you're complaining this being called. Yes, because when you suck, 
even when you try to do the right thing, you still find a way to do it in the wrong way. I work with people who are like that. Okay. We all have those coworkers. Okay. That's what this is. Like, this is not the way to do it. Like, I want things cleaned up in the box on set pieces, but don't do something like reward. Like, everybody saw what happened with Craig Dawson in the West Ham match last week, and now Ivan Tony's going down. Mitrovic is drawn contact. I mean, he wrapped up Lerma about the same amount as Lerma wrapped him up. Isn't that a no call? Is that what that's supposed to be? Or you stop play and you redo it and you tell him, knock it off to the both of you? I, I just. We're rewarding the wrong thing. It's the right direction, but we're we're rewarding the wrong thing. But that's what happens when you start with poor quality. You're never going to get good quality from that. That's all I got to say. Yeah. All right. Anything else on Brentford Brighton? Or did I? No, just that. No, just that. If you, you know, if you, is Ivan Tony the third forward you have to have? Tony's gonna do this. That's why I said, like, look. It's annoying that it keeps happening. I don't want to admit it, but it's hard to argue uh, points or points, Scott. Yeah, I mean, look, we. I said because it was weeks ago where it was. Which you know, do you believe in the eight nine eight two one, Tony, or do you believe in the seventeen, Tony? You know what I mean? Like he's like this is now this is now twice in five weeks where he's where he's crushed you by not having him. So a brace for Tony and and one of them being a penalty kick is not out of the question. It feels like in any uh, flat track bully situation with Brentford and Brentford in the in, to their credit they do go for it. Like they are an attacking team. Brandon Buemo's been like he's he's an eye test guy. Every single match. He has nothing. He gives you nothing at all uh, <laughs> as end product. But he, I mean, you know, he's he was the woodwork guy last year. He has been the woodwork guy multiple times this season already. Like, you know, it's they do have players who can do it, and Tony's the beneficiary. So it's not an ins- he's. I mean, it's not a bad choice. I mean, he's got – look at his scores. I mean, he's been fantastic. Whenever he, whenever he gets you something, he gets you something. I mean, he really gets you something. I mean, are you counting on him to score uh, against Chelsea this uh, next match? I I I don't I don't think I would. So it's just the way it goes with him. It's it's the same as it's always been this season. Uh, Even I have had to come around to saying, sure, fine, it can be the year of the forward because even in the midst of talking about Tony, you still have to think about Fulham two, Bournemouth two, and the storyline being Mitrovic and Solanke both getting you returns. We've talked about both briefly. Here. The Meat Man giving you returns, Brian. All the people who shouldn't have started him started him anyways, and they got results. It just seems like I mean I I I didn't bury him on my bench. I mean I had him in my second bench spot, which okay. is which is meaningless in terms so he of was, real life points. He was in the almost ready position. Well, it was mostly that I I just it, what I had to weigh like anybody else was like if he's going to come on at all because I think there was as the week progressed the question of you know his availability it seemed to trend up. But I don't know that there was any point where it was like, oh, yes, he's starting. Until, like, day of when Fulham tweeted a picture of his shirt. You know what I mean? Like, then all well, of a sudden then all of a sudden you're like, well, what the heck is he? So then he, I guess he's back then. I, I'm assuming this means he's yeah, going to start. Well, at that point, it's too late. Or at least if you're not paying attention to that kind of thing. I certainly was not ready to throw a guy who's saying he couldn't 
barely walk and needed a pain-killing injection to be able to make it through the match. Like, I didn't know, I'm like, I don't know that I'm ready to throw that guy right back into the starting lineup, and it would have been the right thing to do. Understood completely. I would just say this. It's crazy. You could see him. He could not hardly walk normal in the match. When he ran, you didn't notice it as much. But when it came to walking, he very he struggled a lot. And you know what the meat man did, Brian? Yeah, he did what he always does. He, he went out there. He gets a goal. And he gets a goal. It, you know, so credit to him against Bournemouth. He gets out there. Hey, fun game, by the way. Ended up being a super fun game. Uh, not fun for not Solanke havers. Um, yeah, but- whatever. Stupid Solanke, man. Like that, that freaking shooting star is is not only is he not worthy much, in my opinion, of of talk, but daggone it, like, yeah. So last two weeks he's come up with an eight and a twelve. Good luck again in your next match against Southampton. Yes. I like those odds. I know you do. I'm just trying to be negative <laughs> no, look, about it. Look. The, the whole point of having him was because it was Brentford, Leicester, Fulham, Southampton, followed I by uh, a West Ham team that isn't. It's just isn't. a Bournemouth team with pure <laughs> on it. And For so, sure. You know what? Credit is so lanky. And I get it. You're right. You played the odds, Brian, at this point, and it's worked out so far. So good job. It's a, It had everything to do with, one, Price, two, a guy who's – He's starting and playing, and then I and then three hoping for the best, and this is absolutely the best thing that you could have possibly hoped for with Dominic Solanke. It's, he was their guy in the championship last year. We could you could go back and look again. What was his goal involvement last year? Like twenty five or twenty? Like there's oh, no way between twenty and high. thirty goal involvements. There's no way it was that. I'm high. sure it was. That's like meat level. That's it was like he, It was him, and it was it was like. Him and two other guys were like the the championship players of the season last All right. season. All right, fair enough. You got you're not you got enough Solanke run in this podcast. There, look, I wouldn't be going to him now. I don't think if you didn't. Are have you him, wild carding him in? You're on a wild card. Are you wild carding him in? I I'm leaving him on my wild card team. I'm not doing anything about him. He's staying as my He's third striker. In. Yes. Okay. So. I don't hate that. I would love to have him be, yeah, of course. Like that's the question with all of like the enabling guys. If you have if money's no object, of course you're not choosing. Of course you're not choosing Andreas Pereira. You're not picking you're not picking four dollar defenders probably if you have all the money in the world. And it's the same with strikers. Like it's it had everything to do with with price and opportunity, and he's a better striker option than Archer or May or Greenwood from from uh, leads or any any other yeah. f- less than five dollar striker. So right. fair enough. That was the whole, the whole reason. My instincts tell me after discussing all twelve matches that have been played since we last recorded that Brian might have one last thing. Is that true, Brian? Well, just I want to like. Are you guys like? We're, I think the final word we're talking. We're saying fixture congestion. Fixture congestion. I think what we're assuming overall in terms of your team makeup. The table is going to be the biggest factor. The Premier League table is going to be the biggest factor here, right? Is that would you would you say that is number one factor, or is it? I just can't look past the the gap between the top six 
and the talent of the top six compared to the other teams? Or would you look at this and say, no, there is a definite case to be made for making up your team of a lot of not top six club players? Like, do you, do you understand the question? I do. I, I, I'm that guy who loves to fill his team with that guy from each of the mid to low table clubs who are performing. This season, that feels like a bad decision, though. Doesn't it, Dave? Yeah, I don't think that that's going to – there's a success. Especially a, when you can have – I don't an, think there's a success – a successful recipe there. Especially when you can have a couple of Arsenal assets that are so low price and you yeah. can find your way into – Even Jaka, if you want to go real low. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about Jaka. Yeah. Jaka and you know, uh, Brian mentioned Ben White earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, First place Arsenal. You have a couple of – their assets for less than ten pounds combined. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. You know that's only going to help you have Kane and Holland in your lineup, and then maybe Firmino or Darwin or you know something like that, where I'd, you'd probably go to him, them, maybe over, you know, definitely over a Solanke, maybe not over a Mitrovic, but you know that t- just proves the point. You know, there's options where you can stay in the top six. And pretty much fill out a Kepa at 4.4 right now yeah. as your goalkeeper for Chelsea. I mean, there are assets to be found at discount prices. We talked last week about Polisic being in the fives in midfield. He Which didn't play. He didn't play, the, you know, not yet. But well, we'll see what happens. I have tomorrow. a situation where I've got Polisic in my squad, but Xhaka in my first spot on the bench. So, you know, I'm okay if there's a rotation there because I like Polisic's higher ceiling, but if he doesn't play, I'll get Xhaka's consistent points. That's a really good call, Scott. I like that. So, but but Arsenal and Chelsea, both in the fives right. in midfield. That's right. that's right. So I think that's the strategy. I'm just, I'm thinking like, there's hardly been, like, you, you know, I, 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 you know, I would love to make, I, I would love to put Saka into my team. I, I don't mind at all the a Martinelli-Saka double up. Like I feel like Saka that, right now is second overall midfield scoring to Foden in midfield. I know, and Saka, in fantasy scoring, yeah, like, another, and it's by one point. Another uh, another XG miracle, uh, Saka this week scoring on I think it was a point zero point zero four. Uh, his, his one shot on uh, okay. the one shot attempt in the you game. Love, when are you gonna, you when are you gonna agree that XG is overrated? It's look, I've, I'm I'm not something. It's something. It's not everything, but it's certainly not nothing. I agree. It um, is something. I, I'm saying I want Saka in my team, regardless of a 0.04 xG against uh, against. I have a uh, stat. Leeds. I have a stat. Scott's stat of the day. You ready? And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day. XH. <laughs> you ready? Okay. All right. My my XH is one. Uh huh. That's the uh, the number of hosts named Scott that are expected to host next week's podcast. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, that's, XH. One, that's that matters. Right. One, it's something. That's one point zero zero. and I'll play those odds. Right. Right. I will. I will piggyback on that. Uh, player quote of the week: Aaron Ramsdale, when questioned, "Hey, what was your best save of the day?" He said. The one with my nuts. <laughs> In fact, I'm still. I think I'm still feeling a little sick about it. That's very funny. Facts <laughs> that absolutely needed to get mentioned on the pod. As, you know, as quote of the day. When you look at Aaron Ramsdale, 
Like hey, you can, Scott, en- you can. Envision- he looks like everyday guy. He is. I have no doubt. He said those words. And Aaron Ramsdale, without is- having seen it, there's no question if, that if is Aaron him. Ramsdale isn't <laughs> goalkeeping, Scott, he's a construction worker. He's a plumber. He's right there with me. He's holding me. the stop slow sign. Absolutely. If he's not a goalkeeper, Aaron Ramsdale is an everyday oh, Joe. Man. So kudos. Uh, well, excellent quote, uh, Aaron. Ramsdale. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what I'm saying is, yes, like, people right. will have a you'll have a you'll have a a question about uh, depending on what the state of your team is, depending on whether you sold, like, say, you're a De Bruyne owner. I imagine a lot of De Bruyne owners are former De Bruyne owners, uh, depending on whether or not you had Salah uh, going into your team or not going uh, into this. I week. free hit away, obviously, but I I have De Bruyne back in my lineup for 13 right now. Right. So uh, so De Bruyne is gone for me. So De Bru- and and Phil Foden is in is in my wild card team. Yeah, have fun with that. You're in for a string of twos. Sure, it, I I hope I hope that's not sure. now that you own now that a person I know owns him, he will get twos. What I'm Mark saying down, is, baby. Uh, Foden is XP Scott's expected points. Let me see, is is there anyone Two. more transferred in than Foden right now? No, he is far and away the number yeah. one transfer so far this game. I wish game you week. all the best. Um, I'm looking at. I'm saying that that's a I, like by ceiling so far what Foden has done has been far and away the best other Manchester City player for for a while now I mean this is multiple weeks I'm just saying like that's a that's a decision though because it seems like that's a guy who why won't he get rotated why won't De Bruyne get rotated out of these matches I don't think they will okay if we talked about City's lack of depth this season before right and what I'm saying though they, but they can, and they're in a much better place in the Champions League as far as where they sit in the champion, their particular group than the most of these other teams. The thing that's working for City is they're smashing four in in the first half and playing the kids in the second half where they need to. And when you're doing that, lack of depth is diminished as a concern. I mean, I guess everybody at this point, you're you're probably you know, most people are still going to have Martinelli. You're, but you're. Not me. If if I know not you, but I'm saying like Saka is definitely a, a a high level consideration. Like James Madison would still be in everyone's team if it wasn't for a yellow for as a yellow card accumulation. I mean, Leicester is gonna you know they're about to go uh, Wolves, Manchester City, Everton, West Ham to end the season, and you only don't like Manchester City in there. So I'm saying like to end the season or going into the the. World Cup. I'm saying that's their last matches here before the, gotcha. before the World the break. Cup. Okay. So I'm saying like you have like would you prioritize high high ceiling or high cap high capability players from teams like that over the top six guys on the grounds that you Only know you're not gonna have the you're not gonna Only have for the differential. Okay. By the way, Martinelli and Foden are in midfield spots number one and two on my all-jaded team. (laughs) This is the part of the pod where I normally go through all-star listener Ben's mojo table, and uh, we go through all the different uh, listeners who are at the top of our overall table. I did not do that after game week 11, so we're in the middle of game week 12. So I don't have those numbers as we sit here. Instead, I'm going to make a good news, bad news kind of announcement to close out our pod. Okay. The good news is the site is booked. The theater is ready. Uh, This podcast will be hosting a final day of the season event. 
in Lynchburg, Virginia. Wow. For anyone who's interested in attending, more details will be coming in the future. But for now, just want to put it out there that we will be hosting a watch party on the final day of the season, May 28th. When Arsenal wins the title? Here in Lynchburg, Virginia. Yes. For any listener. If you're still listening to this podcast right now, you are definitely an all-star listener yourself. Even for if sure. we don't name you. Agreed completely. So I'm happy for you to be the first to know we are hosting that event. That's the good news. The bad news is it will be my last day as a co-host of this podcast. I officially told the guys a couple weeks ago, announced it on our Slack workspace last week, and now I'm letting you know uh, this is my last season of the podcast. Uh, and so I'm happy that we can uh, send it out in style, in person, for anyone who is close enough or crazy enough to attend on that Sunday morning of the final day of the season. We'll talk more about this as we go throughout the rest of the season, of course, but wanted to go ahead and put the news out there to close out our episode. I love it. Today. Man, that is an early announcement. That is, yeah, that is definitely, early, that is definitely bad news. It's, it's well, not great news. I have, uh, I've already planned out my speech for the final episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's too well, early. Well, not all of it, but some of some it. Of it. Some okay. of it's in my head already, right. what I want to say. Something to do with uh, this being FPL America, formerly Fantasy Soccer FC. Okay. Uh, and just the path uh, we followed alongside the path of America in finding the Premier League. So anyway, that's a little teaser for, I love for it. that. I love that. But, uh, but yeah, uh, if you're at all able, interested, willing, we'd love to have you. More details, like I said, to come. But it'll be on the final day of the season, May 28th. Crazy, 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 crazy. Well, listen, uh, at the moment, the pod will not end. No, no. Yes. At the moment, the pod will not end. We will continue the pod on. For sure. That will look differently. Not sure exactly how that's going to look, but it will look different. But we will still be here on some level. My uh, XH next week is one, gentlemen. Okay, that's good. <laughs> There's a reason why and I put that and out if there. I, and if I was picking a, a podcast uh, squad for next week based on your XH, I would choose you. But uh, hold, no, this is this is. Listen, this is what I really want to know. Would I, I be your it. podcast captain? Um, Ooh, interesting. It's a captaincy choice Look, every week on, on this On the podcast. fence, Brian's got to pick a captain no. here. Who's your captain? I don't, here, I don't know if we're going to go that direction. Wait, wait, that, wait. That's a lot of information Dave, to Dave. divulge. Here's his answer. Duds. Duds. The, <laughs> the, the podcast league that I play in allows for multiple vice yes, captains, so that's I would correct. probably just go through That is vices. a throwback reference for long-time yeah. listeners. Oh, for sure, for sure. All right. Yeah. On that note, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>